Don't be. That was a perfect lead-in to this game. <laughs> Episode 6 of the Lost Joystick Network. I'm your host, Mike, joined by my co-host, Jerry. Jerry, say hello. Hello. Perfect. Don't call me the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. <laughs> you got anything to add? Not really. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've made it back once again. I don't know how we keep getting away with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we own the studio, yes, so right. that does help. I I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we're back this week to talk about a real stinker. Uh, first, well, no, uh, hold on. Yeah. How oh. was your week? No, no. It was good, and then we played this game. <laughs> no, no, it was. It was I, good. I have one. I have one news thing I want to talk about because I. Yeah. I will say there's been there's been no advancement in collecting world yet. Right. Okay, for me, waiting on some things. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. Do I, do you want me to talk about my demolition Hasbro's with the masks? Yeah, or? go ahead. Let's hear it. What is it? <laughs> so uh, I collect uh, wrestling. Figures. Moving on. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us all about it. I got the demolition with the masks, and I was very excited. Tell me all about the elite guys with the two faces. Oh, yeah. So uh, There's regular DiBiase, yeah. and there's maniacal DiBiase. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the chase figure has him in the silver suit with the purple accents, and if I get both, I can have him make one face in the black and gold suit and a different face in the purple and silver <laughs> suit. <laughs> I, I love a, how we use this horribly nerdy, condescending tone. Like, yeah. that's not exactly what you're going to do. Oh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Oh, can I never do that besides me? And my wife, shockingly, that's a real thing. Is, <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in my beanbag chair, my very expensive beanbag chair, in my room where I keep my toys and records. And she's going to walk by and she's going to say, You hanging out with your guys again? <laughs> and I'm going to say, Yes. <laughs> What else can you say? I, it's obvious you are. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <sighs> well, I do have one small piece of news that I found interesting. And by the Please. time this comes out, it may have already happened. Go right so, ahead. But I do want to talk about this. So the company Analog, mm -hmm. who makes FPGA consoles, right? Like not just emulation. Like they are, they are like FPGA consoles. And they've made a, a Nintendo, a, a SNES, a mm -hmm. Genesis. They have the Analog Pocket, which is like... GBA, but you can add these things to be able to play like Game Gear or Turbo Graphics or whatever. Yep. Well, guess what they're putting out? Do tell. They're putting out a Turbo Duo. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Ooh. $200. Man. That's nothing. You can't yeah. get a Turbo Duo for a US Turbo Duo for half that. So you're going to grab one of those. I'm buying one. If I can get them, they yeah. always have this like weird pre order. It's like, oh, they're limited. Well, how many is limited? Yeah. Is it like limited to how many you can sell? No. No. And then they'll like put them up and they'll sell out, quote unquote, and they'll be like, oh, then we have another pre order. Right. So I'm a little annoyed because I want to know exactly when they go on pre order because this is what I want. I've never bought any of their consoles, but this one looks cool as hell. It's got HDMI output, 1080p, Bluetooth. It also has wired and USB. Yeah. But it will play everything, not just the Turbo Duo. Like, one of the reasons. Okay, before we get into the show. And, and their consoles are generally very well regarded. Though. Oh yes, even though you don't, you've never owned one. The analog they stuff, are, people, ev love everyone it. knows that these. Yes, are, yeah. And what happens with them, honestly, is they get quote unquote hacked, and then you can load them with ROMs, and they become like a gigantic gaming machine. That you, sure, you know, they're they're great. Sure. Um, but one of the things I found most appealing about this, not that, because I actually have a number of turbo games, 
it not only plays, and one of the what I was getting at was, one of the reasons I feel like Turbo failed, I feel like they did an okay job marketing. They had a little mascot guy, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But their shit was all over the place. Yeah. So you had Hue cards, or Turbo Chips, whatever the hell you call them over here. Yep. Which is already a little disorienting for a gamer. Gamer was used to cartridges. Yep. Like, what's I, this I remember it was very strange. I got yep. a Turbo Graphics one year, and I thought it was it's like, what is this? Bizarre. There are more of these? Bizarre. But beyond yeah. that, then they had the CD attachment. Mm-hmm. But I had that. If you had the CD attachment and you wanted to play, you could play regular CD-ROM games. Then yep. there were super CD-ROM games. Yep. You had to have the Super System card. Which was like the 2.0, 3.0 card. Yep. And then you could play the things like Rondo of Blood or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Then they also had the arcade card, which did not come over the US. Ooh. And they had games that required like extra RAM and stuff like that. Of course. Okay. Yeah. And you could, I, whatever. But they didn't even come over over here. Then <laughs> they had these super graphics, which was this gigantic, big, looked like a car amp, right? <laughs> to me, like an old 90s car <laughs> amplifier. Yeah. Yeah. And it played the super graphics game, of which I believe there were six ever. Ugh. But this thing will do all of it. That's pretty cool. For 200 bucks, you can play your real games. Yeah. You can play any of the games that you want, potentially uh, on the SD card that you stick in it to bootleg everything. Because turbo games are not cheap. Um, the only thing I think, uh, and you generally see this, and I don't know if it will be a problem or not, is people like to buy EverDrives. Yeah. And they're not sure if an EverDrive is going to fit. Because okay. of how big the uh, the Hue card slot is, and the EverDrive lets you play everything. Like it's basically like, you know, a little cartridge that you put an SD card in, and yeah. you can play everything. Sure, but whatever. So I'm really excited about this. It's 200 bucks. I've never been super hyped about an analog console, although there are some nice ones. There are some nice ones, and I wouldn't mind getting my hands on some of them now. Yeah, but I am excited about the potential game. So a little news. That's and great. Pre-orders may have come and gone by the time this goes up. I don't know. All Ooh. we've gotten so far is, hey, analog's putting this thing out. And then everybody's like, what about this? And they're like, that's right. It's coming out. <laughs> like, that's all you get. So, and then, so you heard me. <laughs> don't make me point at the sign again, little girl. <laughs> don't make me tap the sign. It's coming out. So, anyway, that was the one little news nugget I wanted to talk about. Yeah, that's cool. Analog I like duo. that. It looks cool as hell. I'm hyped. Yeah. You can use the 8-bit dough. Bluetooth controllers, you can plug in your own controller. It has a regular Duo port if you have a Duo controller. It takes USB, so if you have the Mini, you can use the USB. There's two different colors, so there's the there's the purpley gray US version, and then there's the PC Engine version, which is like the white. Um, so pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I think that's great. Much cooler <laughs> than this week's topic, Jerry Go. Ugh. Yeah, so this week we are going to talk about ghosts and goblins for the NES. Not to be confused with ghouls and ghosts, ghouls and goblins. Super ghouls and ghosts. Ghoulay. Ultimate <laughs> ghouls and ghoulay. Uh, yeah. But we're going to talk about the, the, the originator, right? How are we going to talk about a game that we could only play for four minutes each <laughs> for an hour? <laughs> How are we? Uh, how are we going to stretch this out? We're going to have to well, take some liberties here. So, so here's the deal: we watched other people play it. Well, um, it really infuriated me to do that. <laughs> this game is so hard. This game is so hard. Yeah, we'll get into personal yeah. experiences. Yeah, in a so bit. yeah, well, there's a pre, you know, foreshadowing. It's hard. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we all we'll talk a little bit about the gameplay and the story first. So, so yeah, <laughs> so. Mike thinks he's funny by saying that this is a survival horror game. <laughs> you laughed, and you know you laughed. You know that's funny. He thinks he's a funny guy. I, am I? Was it? Is it? <laughs> I, I laughed. It was good. <laughs> uh, this is a side-scrolling platformer. Um, 
The story, taken from an ad from the time, <clears throat> the princess of a certain peaceful country, not saying which one, is abducted by a messenger from How many Hades, peaceful countries are there? Not saying which Hades. Okay. And a knight who loves the princess leaves for Hades to rescue her. However, to rescue the princess, the knight must pass through six gates guarded by Satan's generals to reach Hades. Ooh, Satan's generals. <laughs> Wasn't that the local hockey team here in Flint at one point? I mean, if you ever watched them play in those 12 to 7 games where there were 500 penalty minutes, then yeah, I would call them that. Kevin, Kevin Kerr, the uh, captain of Hell's Satan's Generals. <laughs> That's right. Of course, there are, all, <laughs> there are also demons that attack the knight between the six gates. The knight has five kinds of weapons, which he uses skillfully to destroy the attacking demons. <laughs> skillfully! <laughs> uses! <laughs> And advance <laughs> into Hades. I can think of three things Oof. wrong with that description. Go Oof. ahead. The knight needs your help to rescue the princess and escape from Hades. So test your skill. <laughs> Tested. Failed. <laughs> so I have to say right off the bat, this... God, even this sucks. The princess is abducted by a messenger from Hades and a knight who loves the princess leaves for Hades to rescue her. So when the game opens, she's actually being abducted, and you're already there. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any damn sense. I will tell you, I did also edit a typo out of this that was part of the original ad, because I believe it said Poiseful, P-O-E-S-F-U-L. Like, it spelled peaceful with an O, and I was like... Poiseful. Yeah, it was Poiseful. Yeah, so that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. Allegedly. So we got... <laughs> I, love, I love the <laughs> I want to make you read the, the, the people Okay, yeah, Who's your are... main protagonist, Jerry? Go Sir Arthur and Not the... King Arthur No, Sir Arthur Although some believe Influenced by the king of <laughs> King Arthur Yeah And then who was it that it was abducted? Princess Prin Prin <laughs> That is the laziest name for the princess that I've ever sucks. heard in my life That sucks so much It's perfectly fitting Yeah for what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Then who? What's your last name, Mike? Mike, Mike. It's Mike. <laughs> I'm Michael Mike Mike. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, the the uh, the villain is uh, Satan. No. <laughs> Satan is the guy who abducts her. Oh. Satan isn't even the bad guy. Oh. The oh. bad guy is the devil. What? I thought Satan was the devil. The devil, king of the demon world. And <laughs> would you like to would you like to say who else? No, you go ahead. Yeah, I wrote it. Mike, Mike uh, would like to describe uh, the rest of the villains here as a litany of other assholes. Uh, with? Just, yeah. Just, with? Featuring who? Uh, Red Aramur, uh king asshole. <laughs> yeah, just, just a bunch of douchebags who don't follow patterns and I'm, are out to get you. Not going to lie, just I did a, think that was funny. Just a bunch of terrible dweebs that I hate. So I'm um, going to... Gonna... This game also, once again, allegedly has six levels. Uh, there are checkpoints halfway through those levels. Good luck. Uh, two hits and you are dead. Good luck, fucker. <laughs> uh, there are five One hit, different... no armor. You're standing there butt naked in some yeah. underwear and a yeah. beard. Yeah, in oh, yeah. hell. Yeah, let me just uh, go knock out these uh, 
eight big boy dudes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no problem with my with my flame. <laughs> yeah, there are five uh, five different weapons you can yield or <laughs> yield. Yeah, I might Yield's as well. Probably more. You can wield in this game a javelin, which I believe you start out with, a torch, a sword, an axe, and a cross. It's interesting because there are different names for them, right, in the manual or online. Uh huh. But there's, you start with a javelin. Mm-hmm. You want the knife or the dagger or the sword. Good a little luck. short looking. Yeah. That's the guy you need. Yeah. Okay. You need that. Yeah. If you don't have that, I know, nope. like I said, everybody, anybody that's watching you, Angry Video Game Nerd, talked about him last episode. I'm sorry, but he does do this game, and he's absolutely right. And what I'm saying is out of personal experience, not from his video, but you really need to get that knife. Yeah. If you do not have that knife, you may as well just not play. <laughs> okay. You really might as well not play anyway, but yeah. you may as well not even play. Yep. Yep. So, so some of the enemy characters in the game. Zombie, yep, ran into him. He's at the mm-hmm. graveyard right away. Raven, mm-hmm. he's a gigantic dickhead. I hate the Raven. The Raven will show up at absolutely the most inopportune times over and over and over again. Yep. Green monster, not the wall in Boston. This is the like, you know, uh, the green plant that looks like a little shop of horrors type thing. Yeah. Okay. Feed me. Yep. There's the flying knight, which I don't even think you can hit him. <laughs> he just goes up and down. There's three of them together and they go, Ree! They, like, yep. You have to avoid them. There's the forest ghost, which is also an asshole. It looks like some sort of... I don't even know what it looks like. It looks like some sort of... I don't even know. It's rolled up. It's got a sheet on it. It's like sideways. It's vert- you know, it's horizontal. Um, they just show up and fly in this weird-ass pattern. There's the red devil, which mm-hmm. is the red armor, which is literally the king asshole of this game. Okay, <laughs> You cannot avoid or bother him. King asshole. If you... The only hope that you have in defeating the Red Devil is by glitching him out of the game. So you show up, and he's just sitting there. Don't get too close to hit him, because then he's going to do this thing where he flies up, and you can't hit him while he's up there. Then he swoops down right at you at an angle, which is unavoidable, basically, to run away from him. I don't know when you're supposed to hit him. That sucks so much. He's a huge asshole. Like I said, but... You can glitch him out if sometimes we're like he'll be on the edge of the screen and you're like okay because the game travels you know left to right right to left if you go to the left and then back to the right a little bit and then back to the left and right he might disappear yeah a raven might respawn okay when you're doing it but you you want those red devils out of your life they are awful yeah not They're just basically oil. not just a dustbuster anymore right? no then there's the unicorn okay mm-hmm. the unicorn looks like a cyclops with a horn coming out of his head mm-hmm. he's usually a level boss so there's six levels we talked about right and uh the first level boss is one of them the second level boss i believe is two of them very original mm-hmm. way to go save on those assets <laughs> nailed it then there's the blue demon yep the and now and, and I'll, I'll be fair to say there's also the big man he's those those big things that go back and forth and drop like those eggs on you they like from above yeah and after that I didn't see any of these enemies in the game. <laughs> like, yeah, Tower Monster, Bat, Petite Devil, sure, they exist. Why not? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I didn't see them. So, whatever. I, I will also say, when we get into the gameplay story part of this game, uh-huh. there's a score. I don't sure. know why. It was an arcade game. Okay, yeah, right, so right, we, right, we'll right. talk about that a little bit. But there is a score, uh-huh. okay, and there's a timer. So you can't just wait them out. Yeah, you can't you, even you can't hesitate nearly as much as you would like to to aid yourself in the game. You play. must go at a somewhat brisk pace, mm-hmm. all while 
being terrified that something's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I keep hitting the mic here. Bad oh. day. But yes, my advice is, is I will reiterate. <laughs> Try to get the knife. Hold on to the knife. Dude, if, if you accidentally get to a point in a level where you must take another weapon, yeah. kill yourself. <laughs> Literally die and then go back and then continue. Whatever you must do to avoid getting any other weapon. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunate. So, yep. So the game was a little bit about the background development. It was developed in Capcom by 1985 as, a, as an arcade game. Yep. It's called Makai Mura in Japanese arcades. It was developed by Toko Fujiwara. He also produced some of the Mega Man games, among other things at, at Capcom. Yep. Um, the NES version of it was programmed by a company called Micronics. It was uncredited and published by Capcom. Not uncommon at the time. They also did the same thing with things like 1942, Athena, Elevator Action, Akari Warriors 1 and 2, Super Pitfall, and Tiger Heli. All comparable versions of the game. <laughs> all of them, I'm like, these all suffer from the same problem. Uh-huh. They're hard to control and difficult to play. Man, the controls. The theme is not that bad. 1942, but good lord. It was also the first Famicom cart when it was first released on, on the Japanese Famicom. Mm-hmm. It was 128K kilobytes. Oh, yeah, so that was yeah. one megabit cart, which you know, pretty big. Yeah. When did it come out, Jer? Uh, so the release dates for this uh, came out in Japan, uh, probably for the Super Famicom. Uh, June 13th of 1985. Regular Famicom. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Regular. The regular family computer. June 13th, 1985. Uh, It came out in North America for the Nintendo Entertainment System. November 1st. Ever heard of it? (laughs) November 1st of 1986. (laughs) Actually, the exact day my sister was born, strangely. Um, And it came out in the EU in 1989. (laughs) When it was useful to no one. Look, the NES was still popular then. Yeah, but not for this. <laughs> no, well, yeah, no. No, but yes, but no. No. Uh, yeah, so uh, some pretty drastically uh, different release dates there. We're going to talk a little bit about the music and sound effects here. Uh, Harumi Fujita uh, worked on this uh, for the NES system. Uh, well, that's a double Nintendo Entertainment System system. Um she also worked on Bionic Commando, which is a much better game. Uh, <laughs> yes. Willow. All uh, of these, I believe, are much better games. I was getting to that. Uh, Chippendale Rescue okay, Rangers, fair. which I can confirm is a much better game. Mega Man 3, which is a much better game. And Streets of Rage 4, I have never played and is a much, much better game, I'm sure. I'm going to tell you, that's some good games. Yeah. No, those, those are, are all... That's a good list. Yeah. Bionic Commando, Willow's a good game. Yeah. Rescue Rangers people love. Mega Man 3, a lot of people would argue it's one of the best ones when you yeah. can start doing the slide. Yeah. And, I'll, and I've played Streets Rage 4. I actually got it on Steam. I have it on my PC. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It is a great game. It is a, a game that is uh, rife with replayability. Mm-hmm. It, it has the perfect amount of uh, nostalgia, and, and but it also modern. And the music is very, very good. Not surprising because I like the music in all of these, yeah, including of this game. I would almost wager to say it's my favorite part of this game. Mm-hmm. I can hear it now. I can hear the music in my head. And the sound effects. The sound effects yeah. are good. If yes. they, they would be even better if they weren't so damn irritating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it wasn't, if the game wasn't so bad, the you sound like would it goes, be better. <laughs> You're like, good. If I didn't have to hear this, because I know that means I died. Yeah. If I wasn't, if, if I wasn't being brutally murdered uh, every time I got to hear a cool sound effect, I would, I would probably like it a little bit better. Um, but yeah, the music and sound effects are actually uh, excellent, and uh, you can see from uh, the rest of uh, Fujita's um, 
track record here that you know she did good work she she worked on a lot of good games and continued to work for years and years uh you know doing this so yep yeah good stuff let's talk about that's that's the end of the good stuff section of the podcast (laughs) that was the beginning and the end of it yep uh so reception time yeah how was the game received and perceived let's say dear lord it was received well (laughs) (laughs) i want to say this and i always think about this when i see Mm -hmm. things like this it was the 37th best selling NES game. So 37. That's pretty good. In a row. Out of <laughs> out of th- Six, 600. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty and good. And that's just the US. That, yeah. Beyond that, I mean, there's a thousand Famicom. Yeah, Famicom yeah. Or. In the top. But it's wedged right between DuckTales and Bases Loaded. Dear Lord, that's like in the top 5% or close to it. Yes, it yeah. is. It's right there. Yeah. And it sold 1.64 million units. Yep. You just said wedge between Ducktales and Bases Loaded, both far superior games, both both pretty good games actually. Ducktales is one of the better NES games in my personal opinion. Um, Bases Loaded, uh, completely solid baseball simulator. Um, I think like really the only one up to that point was like Atari Baseball. Um, so Bases Loaded was definitely like a step up. Although I do know some people that'll uh, go to bat for Atari Baseball. <laughs> no one but will go to bat for Atari Baseball. No, no, I really do. Um, I, have a, I have a friend, Steve, that absolutely loves Atari Baseball. Thinks it's fantastic. The so. game where there are like four fielders and they all move in unison? Yeah. I don't know. I can't explain it. Has Bases- he ever played any other game? <laughs> Just Any one. other baseball game? Just No, actually, no other Nintendo game. Baseball has guys at every base that you can control individually. Correct. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, uh-huh. no, I agree with you. DuckTales fantastic game. Yeah. Uh, load. I will say, pretty much everybody I knew had this game. Yeah. Uh, agreed. We did. I have to think a lot of the um, those copies are just because of when the game came out. That's what I was getting to earlier, and I was it definitely going to let be. it sit. But that's, yeah. it, like, this came out in the infancy of the NES. Yeah. Right? The, it came out there basically... There only were a handful of games. Right. So You had your black box release games, and these yep. were the first things that... That yep. Capcom grid stuff started to come out not too yep. long after. Yep. And, yes, it is... I, I do think it was popular because it was what was available. It's why people bought Ridge Racer. It's a game. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, look, a thing I can play on this thing I own. Yeah. That's not volleyball you know or, or yeah. balloon fight as it were uh, so yes i agree um i thought it was interesting the entire franchise sold 4.2 million units total and wow I, and while you have ghouls and ghosts i have ghosts and ghouls i don't remember yeah ghosts and ghouls ghosts and ghouls for the sake of nintendo sake of, <laughs> sake of nintendo i need to <laughs> slow down everybody Ghosts and Ghouls for Sega Genesis, which was the uh, sequel. Yep. Okay. Yep. Super Ghosts and Ghouls on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Ghosts and Goblins on PSP, which was like 3D and awful. Like, yeah, not that a doesn't game. sound good. And then there were a couple of spinoffs, Gargoyles Quest, which were good NES games, by the way, by Capcom, and then Maximo, yep. Um, yep. which included one of the the, uh, yeah. the people there. This, the is, this is the worst one. Right. Oh, it is easily the worst it's not, it's one. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ultimate is I, not good either, but it is. Yeah, I would, I would it, rather it, almost play anything. Yeah, sometimes. and I, I've played Gargoyles Quest. I've played Ghosts and Ghouls. I played Super Ghosts and Ghouls. Yeah, this, this is the worst one. Not particularly close. So let's get into where they fall on the all-time lists. <laughs> the Nintendo Power 100th issue in September of 1997 ranked the best 100 games of all time. It was not ranked. Yeah. However. Super Ghouls and Ghosts 
which is the right way to put it because I kept calling it Ghosts and Ghouls earlier, and I'm sure everybody, <laughs> all four of you who are listening, are like, you're an idiot. How do you have a podcast, all f- moron? <laughs> Get a brain. Get a brain, moron. All four of our U.S. listeners and our man in Poland. <laughs> yes. Yep. All our, our, our huge Ukrainian uh, fan base <laughs> mad at me because I like he's like, it's, it is ghouls and ghosts, not ghosts and goblins. <laughs> I don't even know what accent that was. You moron. You moron. Get the brain, moron. Moron. <laughs> it was ranked 75th of the uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts ranked 75th all time at, in 1997 by Nintendo. Yeah. Also, an extraordinarily difficult game. All yeah. of these games are hard. Yeah. All right. Now, Jerry, without looking at the list, where would you say that this game would fall on Nintendo Power's 200th issue in February of 06 as the 200 best games ever on a nintendo console it shouldn't be on the list <laughs> i have unfortunate news for you yeah it is number 124 that's wrong incorrect <laughs> now ostensibly it's correct but incorrect <laughs> okay you win all right nintendo power's 20th anniversary 200 uh, i should 231 august 2008 the 20 best NES games of all time. Where Number one. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. No, it was not ranked. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, okay, well, I'm going to give you a whole list of things, and you want to tell me at the end where you feel like they were ranked for all of them. Okay. Game Informer's top 100 and top 200 of all time. IGN's top 100 from 2018 to 19. Time's top 50 games of all time. And Polygon's best 500. Where did it land on all those lists? I'm going to... I'm going to hope for humanity and say it wasn't on any of those lists that is correct okay yeah although ghouls and ghosts did make number 67 in the top 100 game informer games of all time super ghouls and ghosts no the one from genesis oh nice okay okay and then we've got jeff gertzman gertz the gertz GameSpot 2016 review of this game which i believe was from 20 years prior i don't remember 6.5 out of 10 man I what felt like it was complimentary. How is Zelda only seven-tenths of a point higher? <laughs> what is your rating system? I don't get it. Maybe this one was out of 100 and I didn't write it or see it right. <laughs> well, <sighs> quote, quote, this game is for those folks who consider dying a lot and investing countless hours of trial and error as two of the necessary, necessary components of a good side-scroller, unquote. I just, I don't get that at all. I mean, I, I this game is uh, borderline unplayable. I just, I don't know. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's time for a personal legacy. A personal <laughs> experience and legacy. Yeah. So I, I want to talk a little bit about my personal experience with this, starting from like the first time I was aware of it and, and until now. So, and I, I'd mentioned to you that... Um, and I mentioned in previous episodes that my dad uh, actually picked up an NES like very shortly after it came out. You know, we got the system uh, with Rob and like went and picked it up, got the, the Gyromite and the separate uh, Mario and Duck Hunt pack-ins, really enjoyed every Nintendo game we could possibly play, even the ones that weren't very great. And I remember sitting and watching my dad play this game and beat this game when I was a kid. Which at the time did not seem that impressive because my dad played a lot of video games uh, on the NES and beat a lot of video games. After I've played it, that was a damn miracle. <laughs> now, I have one question. Yeah. 
Was there like a hose connected to the exhaust of your car that ran into the game room of your house at ever at any point no, do you remember no 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 do you feel like you don't remember because there was and it might affect your memory <laughs> no no i have a i have a very clear memory of watching him play this game and and getting through it and it blows my mind now after pl- he was very Are you good sure it wasn't scrabble he was playing <laughs> no no this was different um there were uh there were ghouls um uh, there are ghosts in Scrabble, but no ghouls. So, um, yeah, yeah, and there's some goblins, but, um, but anyway, yeah, like, so my personal experience from this game is that it's really fucking hard. This game is so hard. I probably invested uh, three hours in playing it. How far um, did you get? Uh, two level two. Yep. Which yep. like which like. Yeah, where you have to like jump down and like there's, yeah, yeah, and there's like those uh-huh. big guys that we talked about that turn like, so turns on you. It's so damn hard, and I mean there were several playthroughs where I didn't even get to the checkpoint. Yeah, like the Which first we checkpoint. Even talked about right. So yeah, this game had checkpoints. Right, they're uh-huh. unlimited continues. Yep, you could continue. Although they're assholes, and then instead yep. of you like you would lose and say, "Oh, game over." Yeah. Okay, it goes back to the splash screen. You can continue, but there's player one, player two continue, and it always defaults to player one. So yep. if you're not paying attention and you've gotten, I don't know, into level two, which took you three hours, mm-hmm. and you you accidentally hit start, see you later. Yep. No passwords, no nothing. Now the Game Boy Advance version, or whatever Game Boy version, I believe, Game Boy Color had passwords, which I don't know if that would have helped. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. You could yeah. go back to it in case something happened, but all the, like if your Nintendo reset or somebody kicked it or whatever, power went out. But it like you're still you still have to play this game. Yes, <laughs> right. Ultimately, um, I feel like this game is out to get you from the very beginning. This game was malicious. I believe uh-huh. this game was to. It was originally an arcade game. And that was how it was ported, uh-huh. and it was impossible. Like it's not impossible. I've seen people beat it. But it is exceedingly difficult, and it is out to get you. There are there's constantly gotcha this or the angle of it. Like you'll go to jump, and then all of a sudden there'll be like a red bird. And you're like, what the hell? Where'd you come from? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. dude. Yeah, I was. You knew I was. You knew I was gonna jump yeah. there. You knew it. Well, and the controls are so hard. I would have times where I would be shooting zombies, shooting zombies in the graveyard. And then I would go to jump over the tombstone and be like, "No, you oh. can't. You didn't quite make it." No, like, well, but why can't this I, jump just be a little bit better? I would jump on a platform <laughs> and then I'll go to jump off the platform and I would just walk off it and die. Yeah. Or I would go to jump off the platform and the platform would move up a little and it would yeah. catch me. And oh, yeah. then I would walk off because yeah. I'm like, oh, I already jumped and pushing right. Yeah. So then I just walk off the platform. There are so many things like that in this game. I had like, that happen so many times. There's no. The thing I was most frustrated about this game, besides. The gotcha jumps beside the angle of the enemies where they come at you at this angle where you absolutely cannot hit them. You must avoid them, which is nearly impossible. But I just feel like it's always out to get you. It is programmed in a manner of such that they expect you're going to do a thing, which would be a totally normal way to do things. And then when you do it, they get your ass. Of course. Like, you can't just walk. Like, you're on a timer, man. Yeah. You've got to move forward. And I can't move forward because every time I start to move forward, all of a sudden some dickhead bird shows up from behind. Meanwhile, there's an enemy coming at me in the front. I can't shoot both ways at the same time. I can't avoid his attack. The bird's swerving up and down coming at me this weird... Fuck off. Yeah. I literally at this point, at one point today during the very... I played this game today. As you can tell, because I'm so angered up. That probably explains... I'm like, I'm talking like this. 
I was so mad. I was like, fuck you, game. I just, like, I was like, come on. I've got, I got to like halfway through stage two. I've mm-hmm. gotten to stage three before. Mm-hmm. I can't remember ever getting any further. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever even got to stage three. And I know I played this as a kid quite a bit, and I'm, I racked my brain trying to think if I ever, how far I made it as a kid. It's, but it, I, not far, I'm sure. The unfortunate part about this game is, when you beat it once, it doesn't count. You must beat it two times in a row. <laughs> yeah. So not only do you have to beat it, yeah. you have to beat it again where it is harder uh-huh. to beat. Okay. Uh-huh. And then what you're greeted with at the end of that is one of the most famous. Horrible endings of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it to you verbatim. Okay. Quote. Congratulations! Exclamation point. This story is happy end. Thank you. <laughs> Being the wise and courageous knight that you are, you feel strength welling in your body. Return to starting point. Challenge again. Unquote. I don't feel like you captured the last sentence there. Challenge again! <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, I don't. I'm not willing to reread it. <laughs> God, this sucks. But it is. It is one of yeah. those games that is. Yeah. It is exceedingly difficult. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of fun when I play it. I, I like. I just get mad. It's almost just not a immediately. fun game. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, I'm I'm in yep. the graveyard. I'm shooting this guy, and all of a sudden the green monster dude shoots like a ball at me, and I'm like, oh. Somehow I accidentally got the fire and it goes over the enemies and doesn't hit anybody. Somehow that guy shot a ball at me and after it left him, somehow it started traveling in a non-linear path. It redirected itself. To reach me. That's one magic loogie. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's somewhat ridiculous. Well, I think we've uh, elaborated on how dumb this game is long enough. I believe so. So I think that's enough about... All this shit. Good night. <laughs> I think that's enough. <laughs> to be fair, we should have cut this thing off 30 minutes ago. Because yeah. as long as I've ever played the game is six minutes. Every yeah. Week. yeah. No. And if we want to match that. Yeah. yeah but we, we, we can, can talk, continue. We can talk about a few other things. Unlimited continues. Yes. Unlimited continues. Uh, so let's talk about a little bit about collecting this game. There are not that many variants of this game. That's good. So this was an early <laughs> release NES game. Mm-hmm. And that means that there's a scra- five screw variant. Right, and generally, what you come along with that is uh, a hang tab box. So the cardboard hang tab yep. that goes to the back of the box. Yep. And uh, whether they're punched or not, you can tell those are the earlier ones, right? And uh, then there's this three screw version. So the later, you know, it sold one point whatever million copies of this game. So wow. the initial press was, and this is not an expensive game. There are millions of, they're not millions, but there's tons of these. Well, so five screw version, loose, fourteen bucks. Yep. Okay, you can pick this one up. For $14, that's $2 a minute of gameplay is what you get out of it, okay? If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Complete in box, 80 bucks. I couldn't find any sealed or new of that version. The five-screw version is definitely the harder of the two to get, although it's sure. not exorbitantly more expensive, but I haven't found a sealed one. Now, three screws, 12 bucks loose. Complete in box, $75. Probably no hang tab. It's a Reve, cart, sure. whatever. And then a sealed one sold, I think it was a few months ago, for $5,160. $9.2 grade A++ seal. Because you can't just have an A or B or a C. Or you can't just use the same grading number uh, and that you've already created for the grading of the box yep. and game. Let's come up with a different one. So we have two different versions that don't mean anything to each other. 9.2 A++. A double plus good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's A double plus. Like, why not just have A be the highest? Then A, like, 
A plus plus can be an A. Then A plus can be a B, and yep. then A can be C. Yep. Why are we doing this? Anyway, yeah. or whatever. Okay. Dear Lord. And so that's that's that. Five thousand one hundred sixty dollars for a sealed graded nice a nice copy. Like nine point two is no joke, especially I'm, for an NES. I'm game. sure it is an absolutely plus, beautiful, plus, pristine. It's the best seal turd. you can get. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. It's like, it's a turd time capsule, is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Do not let it out. It will stink up the place. Ugh. Okay, so there, I did find a couple of graded versions of this game. Okay. So $126 is what a 5-screw 8.0 sold for uh, last March. Now, that's gone up. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Because a 5.5 complete in box sold on my birthday <laughs> in July of 2020 for $198. Now, to me, like... These guys who do graded games are chasing the highest grade. Of course. They want to have... Yeah. It's the population. How many 9.6s are there? If you have a 9.8, it's better than 9.6. <laughs> if I have a 9.2. And then you wind up paying, like we talked about before, the PSA cards. Well, the 7 is $10, but the 10 is 2000 Okay. Right, right. Give me the 7. I'm I much fine. prefer that. It's encased in a box. No mm-hmm. one can get to it. What does it matter how nice it is? Yeah. It has the same stuff in it that the 5.5 has. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. So, but yeah, that's a little bit about that and, and the collecting aspect of the game. There's not a lot to it. Yeah. Now, Mike. where to play it? There's a lot to where to play it. Ugh. This was ported to everything. Yeah. Okay? I mean, like, from the time up to modern. Amiga. The Amstrad CPC. Amistad? Atar- yes, Amistad. That's the one. Mm-hmm. The Atari ST computer. Commodore 64. Commodore 16. The Game Boy Color we talked about, where it incorporated... It was the same game, mm-hmm. essentially, with passwords. Yep. You could play it on the IBM PC. I would love to know what the minimum requirements for this game on the IBM PC is. I would bet you an 8088 processor hmm. would probably run this game. <laughs> I, I don't remember what the Nintendo has in it, but it can't be much faster than that. You're right, right. And then you have the MSX, you know, Japanese computer, Microsoft standard. The ZX Spectrum. Game Boy Advance, Xbox, PS1, PS2, PSP, iOS, and Virtual <laughs> Console. Yeah. So if you want to spend some time on your iPhone being mad without having to look at, like, Twitter, news or, or yeah, yeah. you can do it <laughs> or your friends. by playing this game. Now here, I will say this is the most amazing part of this episode. The speedrunning aspects of this Ugh. episode... Unfrickin' believable. <laughs> we talked about how there's a, like the qualifiers here are they, they played it on the NES. Yep. Okay. And then in this case, there's a single loop and the two loop where you beat it once or you've beat it twice, like you're like supposed to allege. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about these? Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> the uh, the world record for um, and these these all come from uh, speedrun.com. Speedrun. Yep. yep. Um, the world record for any percentage just doing the one loop is by user stuck in a plate. Uh, at 8 minutes and 27 seconds, which is amazing to me because given any length of time, I couldn't beat this game. In the immortal <laughs> words of Randy Marsh, no way! <laughs> <laughs> yes. The any percentage two loops, uh, the, uh, the Toucan Sam uh, preferred version, um, Laxus, uh, L-A-X-X-U-S, uh, did that in 17 minutes and 52 seconds. I, I can't... I can't believe the... <laughs> I, just, I spent that much time yelling at this game today. Yeah. I wasn't I just, even playing it. It was just sitting there next I, to me. And I was uh, like, stop being around. Yeah. Stop being a thing. I don't, I don't get it. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. 
two things will never do. Beat yeah. this in one loop or two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the David Foster, Foster Wallace uh, book, I believe, will be uh, appropriate for this. A supposedly fun thing that I will never do again. We we do this for fun, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yes, Oof, exactly. Yikes. All right. Well, uh, honestly... That's pretty much it. A little shorter yeah. episode this time. We're going to wrap up a little quicker because uh, we spent a little bit less time with this game. Um, uh, because we had to. Out of frustration, mainly. <laughs> um, but also, there just isn't as much to say, you know, in terms of this. Um, we are wrapping up. We, we did a couple of, uh, of, of spooky uh, episodes here for October. So we're wrapping, wrapping up our little, uh, our little October. Spooktacular Oktoberfest. <laughs> yes. That's our... what we'll call it. <laughs> uh spooktacular Oktoberfest here at uh, at Lost Joystick Network. Um, Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um so uh next next I'm week. We'll go steal a sap sign and change the P to an F by just covering over Spooktacular Oktoberfest. Stuff. So catchy. <laughs> it just rolls sure. off the tongue and straight into the toilet. Yeah. Fantastic. Um so we've we've got a I've got a I've got a little announcement to make this week. That's that's it for uh, for uh, <laughs> ghosts and goblins and ghouls and supers. Uh, ultimate forever. Ultimate forever for good. Um, but I, I did want to make a little announcement. We kind of teased it uh, in the last episode, but we are joining up with our friends at offshelf.net. And uh, what that means is just that uh, we are joining a network with uh, with some friends of ours that also do some podcasts. Uh, my best friend Travis does a podcast called Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod, um, where they go over the uh, number one songs on the um, Billboard Modern Rock charts, starting with the week that Kurt Cobain died. Um, they also There's also a podcast my friend Brian LeBen does called Best Song Ever. Um, that I believe he does with his brother or cousin. I feel terrible that I don't know that. Um, but yeah, so we're joining up with them. Uh, my friend Dave over at Off Shelf um, is allowing us to do this, and we're really excited for that. Do we have to change the name of the podcast? No. Do. But so, do we retain creative control of said podcast and entity? No. So when will the workshops begin? When will Suit Guy show up and they're gonna like we're gonna have to have some synergy? He'll be here in eight minutes. Okay. Yeah. I had I knew yeah. there I knew that the answer would be there would not be that there wasn't one. Yeah. No, the, the the podcast will change in no way. We're just joining up with some friends of ours, uh, trying to kind of put together you know just a a little a little network of friends that uh, that's enjoying enjoying doing these podcasts. So off shelf. Um, they do uh, sort of just like cultural criticism. They talk. They talk about uh, music. They talk about movies. They talk about games. Um, so I'm not familiar with any of those three mediums. <laughs> yeah. So so we just kind of slid in there. I only read books on my Amazon Kindle. You would. <laughs> I don't read. So so we just kind of notes that I write. <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of slid in there with them, and and we're happy to happy to have joined up. I think we're on probation though. It's so. like a 90 day thing where they're yeah. like, look. Yeah. So. We, so, like, please listen. Please okay. listen. Pump those numbers up so Dave doesn't hit me. They might kick us out or just kick us. Yeah. I either don't, way. Don't we don't know. Really got to get these I don't really know much up. about it other than I'm scared. Yeah. Someone's else going to be writing notes like a guy's going to show up and be like, oh, yeah, no, he's here to help uh, with yeah. the synergy. Yeah. He'll be here any minute to help with that. Yeah. Like, 
It's you know, and it's gonna it's gonna be bad. The yeah. lost joystick. It's gonna be all Z's instead of S's. <laughs> yes. The lost joystick. Network. We got notes. <laughs> yeah. Lost joystick. Yeah. Networks. So uh, we'll be posting about that uh, on our social media, which you can find uh, us on Instagram at Lost Joystick. Same thing on Twitter, although we don't really do much there. Um, you can also find us at Lost Joystick Network on Facebook or Twitch if we ever do anything on Twitch. Um, you can contact us by email at info at lostjoystickNetwork.com. So, and what are we going to do next? Uh, we're gonna do an NES title next week. We're gonna really do one NES, slightly better than this one. Weird. What we are we never do, do like? NES games? <laughs> doing a lot, doing a lot of NES. We're gonna do Star Tropics. Did we next clear week. this with the off the off the beach people? <laughs> uh, off shelf told me that if we did Star Tropics, he was personally gonna come here and kick your ass. So that's why I picked it. Let's do it. I'd like to see him try. Bring it's, it, fucker. It's, it's, uh, I did this so <laughs> there would be a physical altercation. Guess what? You win. Yeah. We got it. Let's yeah. go. Yep. There's a I'm... rumble in Brighton tonight. Does he live in Brighton? <laughs> uh, no, he lives in Dayton, Ohio. But you passed through there. Don't tell him. Every once in a don't while. Don't tell him that. <laughs> I don't want to have I'm going to let him know you're there. I'm a grown man. I don't want to have a fighting he's people tough. I bet I know he's he is. a tough cookie. I'm worried. Yeah. I can't drive through Dayton. I got to go around it. Yeah. Shit. He's not that tough. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, thanks for uh, for uh, doing this with me this week, even though this game really sucked. And uh, you picked it, buddy. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> that's why I said thanks. Well, you're so, welcome, I guess. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, that's it. If there's nothing else, nothing for me. Then I will say, go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other. Narf. Snarf. Snarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah,